0: Hello, everyone. How are you? So you guys know what I say every time, how excited I am for my next guest. But truly, it is an excitement because it's another story, another person that followed a passion. I'm Juliette Hahn, and welcome to your next stop with my guest, Brittany Fuse. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I mean, one of the things that we do have to share with everyone is that you are due with your second baby in one day or you're already late. I am due on Saturday. So four days from now, three days from now. All right. So we're all going to throw some prayers out. We're all going to throw some prayers Thank out for your little you. one to, to arrive. Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion every week. I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to your next stop. Um, so Brittany, thank you for joining your next stop. I'm really excited to uh, you know, have my listeners hear your story because what my favorite thing is, is sending people messages, sending people things that like, if you get an idea, you really should run with it, not sit on it. So can you take us a little bit, through your, your background, your childhood, uh, you know, just touch a little bit and then how you followed a passion and turned it into a business. Yeah, absolutely. So it started a few years ago. I was actually working on getting pregnant and starting a family and I was having some struggles. And as a lot of, you know, young people do nowadays, you, you kind of try your whole life not to get pregnant. And then all of a sudden you think once you're ready that you're going to wave this magic wand and it'll happen. And, uh, definitely my husband thought that's the way it was going to work and it didn't work that way. Um, and after a couple of years of trying, I decided to get some medical advice and opinions and I was really surprised because I went to see a fertility doctor in LA and one of the first things she asked me was about my diet. And she actually recommended that I go on a really strict diet called an elimination diet or an autoimmune protocol. And I had to eliminate all major allergens. So dairy, nuts, gluten, soy, eggs. And you can imagine when you've eliminated dairy, nuts, and soy. That's the entire milk aisle, both conventional cow's milk and plant-based milk. So I was pretty frustrated and I was literally driving in the car one day and I had this kind of light bulb moment and I thought, what if I make milk from flaxseed? I've always loved flaxseed. I would add it to smoothies or oatmeal, constantly looking for ways to get more fiber and omega-3s into my diet. And I went home and I I went to culinary school years ago. So I do know how to cook. And I started um, just playing with a few simple ingredients with my blender, water, the whole ground flaxseed, Himalayan salt, a touch of vanilla extract. And I was getting this really tasty, creamy drink that not only tasted great, but was also nutritionally rich because of the whole ground flaxseed. And so then I also wanted to like you know, when you're trying to get pregnant, I think it's, and especially when one of the top fertility doctors in LA is like, Oh, let's look at what you're eating. I've always considered myself a healthy individual. Um, I've always been ingredient conscious, but this kind of put me on the next level, you know, and I realized that most of the plant-based milks on the market today Aren't actually good for you. You know, most of the almonds in almond milk are thrown out. You're in, you end up with almond flavored water that doesn't have a lot of nutrition. Um, it's incredibly unsustainable. It takes 20 gallons of water to produce one glass of almond milk. Oh my and, gosh. yeah, and then oats, gram for gram, most oat milks have a higher impact on your blood sugar than Coca Cola. People don't realize that most oats are covered in glyphosate, aka weed killer. Soy milk can be very hormonally disruptive. So, pea milk, usually the second ingredient in the pea milk, if you're buying pea milk, is sugar and sunflower oil, not things you really want to consume a lot of. And so, I was like, God, you know, like this is crazy. It's at the time it was 2018, and there's got to be a milk that is actually nutrient rich, you know, that I can use in my smoothies, my baking, my, you know, et cetera, just drinking on its own. And, and so that's what I set out on a mission to build. And, and Malibu milk is now the healthiest, most sustainable, tastiest milk on the planet. I love that. Oh my, I love that. And I love how you kind of played that out. So I want to go back. So Did you always have like an entrepreneurial spirit? Because there's people, you know, that maybe were in the business world or were in a a different profession that would have thought all these things, but they would never have taken action to do them. So, you know, where, where did that come from? Yeah. Great question. Um, I, I do come from an entrepreneurial family. My parents were both entrepreneurs, so I definitely saw from a young age, what was required to build your own business and the benefits of doing so. It's also not easy, right? There's a lot of pluses and minuses when you're an entrepreneur. Um, my husband's an entrepreneur. His father was an entrepreneur. I feel like it's just kind of in our blood, probably our children's blood now too. Um, but, right. but I knew, you know, I worked for Yelp before I started Malibu Milk for a really long time, actually like seven years, probably too long. Um, And, I was comfortable, but I wasn't challenged. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't feeling like I was constantly learning, growing, um, pushing kind of myself and the boundaries. And now, and I knew I wanted to start my own business and I had several different ideas and I would always come to my husband and say, Oh, I had this idea. And he'd kind of be like, Hmm. Now, like, keep trying. Coming up with the idea for me was the hard part. Getting it going, actually. I mean, that was really, really hard, too. Don't get me wrong. But but it was the idea that was the harder part for me. Moving it forward, putting one foot in front of the other, I figured all of that out. Right. Now, so did your parents, did they support and help you, like, right from the beginning? Or were you kind no, of... No. They knew nothing about food. My family... This was such a... a um, Oh, what's the word? This was such a different direction from what their business was. My mom was supportive and, but she was also like, you know, you might need to just go get a job. Like you're not, cause it's expensive to try to start a business. You know, you have to cover your expenses. You need to put money into the business. Um, But she was supportive actually. She did give me a couple of thousand dollars in the beginning, which was helpful. And she's, you know, she's, from a different generation and from Ohio. And I think still doesn't really understand. She thinks I'm crazy with my nutrition and how I eat and how I feed my son. And, you know, we're really organic and we use super clean ingredients. And that's, what's my product, you know, like that's not the way that she grew up and she doesn't fully understand it, but she's super supportive. No, I love that. You know, and it's really funny because I'm the same. And so my friend, Lori Dwart, Lori, I'm shouting you out. She heard you on a different podcast and actually said yeah. to me, and she said, I think that you need to have this woman on. It's totally right oh. up your alley, not only with the nutrition, because that's how I was with my kids. You know, now I have teens, so I don't have as much control. But when they were little, it was really important to me. Whole Foods was like my favorite place on earth. And, um, you know, I was really conscious of what they put into their bodies and what we put into our bodies. So I, I you know, I love that you did this. And so can you tell us a little bit about what your, your, both of your parents, what was their businesses that they had? Yeah. They had a business together. They had a, um, my mom, they had an infomercial. They had one of the longest running infomercials on TV and they sold a direct to consumer product that helped people overcome anxiety and depression. Um, and they built the business together. And, um, my father actually passed away like, Oh God, 15 years ago now. 2008, a long time ago. Wow, yeah. Yeah. But but they built the business together from the ground up. My mom um, is a best-selling author. And she was kind of the creative mind behind their business. And my dad was kind of more of like the numbers guy, like behind the scenes, coming up with like the right offers and the right numbers to make everything work. Um, And I was born in Ohio and... My parents decided to move out to California when I was seven because they felt like it was the right move for their business and that it would help propel propel them kind of into the next phase. And it did. And so, and I have no idea what I'd be like if I ended up, you know, if I'd grown up the rest of my life in Ohio because it's very different from Malibu, California. But <laughs> yeah. um, there's definitely a lot of entrepreneurs in in LA in Malibu. I feel like. Whether they're, you know, creatives or, you know, business owners, as a growing up in Malibu, I was exposed to a ton of people who work for themselves. Yeah, which which I love because. So when you went to college, when you went to university, if you went to university, what did you study? I went to Georgetown and I studied um, marketing and management. This episode is brought to you by Together Women Rise. Together Women Rise is dedicated to ensuring that every woman and girl has the opportunity to live freely, pursue her dreams, and reach her full potential. They are a powerful community of women and allies engaged in learning, giving, and community building. Please visit Together Women Rise at TogetherWomenRise.org to learn more and to join them. So I love that. So this is the thing that one of my favorite things is on podcast to really talk about. And I have my, one of my guests, she always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And it's actually, as I was talking to her, she, you know, she said she worked for a fortune 500 company. Her dad was a professor. And it's funny because I keep going back to this episode, even though it was one of my recent ones, but the thing that was really cool to, you know, I said to her, she's like, I always wanted to start my own business. And I said, okay, so I want to know where that's from, right? Where did that come from? Did you see it? was it like a feeling that you had? And she said, you know, my dad was a professor, my mom worked. And then she says, well, I actually, I take that back. My dad owned a store with a partner for a little while. And I said, so was it, if you think back to like when your dad came home, was it the energy that he brought off as a professor different than he did as a the entrepreneur. And she said, Oh my gosh. Yes. So I think having entrepreneurial parents, like you could kind of go to a couple of different ways, right? It could be that you saw friction and it was always stressful. So that's not what you wanted to do, even though it was in your blood, or it could have been one of those things that, okay, this is what my parents did. And as I was talking to this guest, I said to her, you know, a lot of people don't feel realize as, you know, as children, right. We pick up on things, we pick up on different right. things, right. but it could be just as simple as your dad's energy. She's like, we used to go and you could see she literally lit up. She's like, we used to go and we would have dinner with this other family. She goes, and my dad would sit there and create and create. And she said, so it's really cool that you just brought that up because it is, she's like, it got me excited again to just think about that. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because when I left for Georgetown, I, I knew I wanted to study business. Like I was, I've always been like more math and business oriented. I've always Loved leadership. I was student body president. I was captain of my volleyball team. Not because I was good at volleyball, just because I liked to be a leader. And then, yeah, when I went to Georgetown, I in my mind, I wanted to be an investment banker. I wanted to be an investment banker. I wanted to get my JD, MBA. I had this like very clear path. I was going to go work for a bank. I knew that they made really good money, you know, that there was this very clear path. And then I'll never forget it. It was probably my freshman year at Georgetown. There was an investment banker, alumnus who came to speak, uh, alumni, alumnus. Anyway, she came to speak at Georgetown and, um, big, very important Goldman Sachs woman. And, Somebody in the audience, maybe it was even me, raised their hand and asked, how do you balance being an investment banker and being a mom? Because I also knew I wanted a family. Right. And she said, you hire a really good nanny. And it just became like that moment. I mean, I still remember it. And it's so funny because I don't know that I've ever even spoken about this moment since it happened. But that was the moment that was... You know, so defining for me in terms of my journey, and I thought, oh my god, I can't, I can't be an investment banker. Right. I won't be able to be home with my family. And what my parents were able to do, being entrepreneurs, they worked from home. They were at you know the volleyball games where I performed terribly. They were, <laughs> they were you know, and of course, my mother when she would go on book tour, she had to work, and she would, she was been on Oprah and the View, and and she would travel for those things, but the majority of my life, I mean, they were home for breakfast. They were home for dinner. If I forgot something at school, they would bring it. If, you know, they were around and I, you know, I'm working from home right now and I am about to have another baby and thank God that there's not this pressure of me being in an office, you know, from eight in the morning till six, seven at night, because, I get to go sit down and have lunch with my son every day, you know, just before this podcast, I went and had lunch with my son and I got to spend, it was a quick lunch. It was probably 20 minutes because I have a busy day today, but, but that is so valuable, you know, and, and, and having the flexibility to be your own boss. It's not perfect. There's a lot of, listen, I don't get a maternity leave, right? I I am going to take a few weeks off and I have incredible board members who've stepped up to the plate and are going to be kind of stepping in which I'm really excited about because I think it's going to be good for the business. But you know, I have friends that work at Netflix who get a year paid maternity leave. And I'm just like, do you know how lucky you are? I can't stop my business for a week, let alone a year. Like I have to, even, even though I'm going to be taking some time off, I will be on email every single day. Like there will not be a day that I miss my email because this business is my first baby. And it's my future. It's my children's future. It's the ability to send them to the schools that I want and pay for their education. And there's a lot of pressure that comes with being an entrepreneur yes. because, you know, there's no sure thing. You know, and I love, I just have to take you back to that pivotal moment of when you were in that class. And this is what I talk about on this podcast all this time. And what I'm so passionate about is stories and our own story and be able to tell your story. So I always, when I have clients and we're trying to figure out their story and we're talking about it, I always want them to think back to those moments, right? Those moments that you have that you remember, because as we grow up, we remember certain things and we re- we don't remember certain things, but there's always those certain things and they could be very small, but they really shape our story. That's what that moment that you sat there, you're like, okay, I got to change my whole mindset. I got to now think about this because I know I want this and I know I want this. So how will I do that? And so that was like, uh, whether you believe in God or the universe and my listeners know, or we both. talk about this or both, right? <laughs> Cause I believe in exactly. I believe in both. Yeah, I love that I you said too. that. Yeah. And so That was God and the universe saying to you, you know what? I love your dreams, right? Keep dreaming, but I'm going to put a little thing in your head here for you to kind of switch those dreams. And the other thing that I loved you said is that in Malibu, just being around the creative minds and the, and the entrepreneurial minds, but you also really liked the maths and sciences. So would you have defined yourself as a creative person? No. And I still don't think of myself as a creative person. I think of myself as like more logical, you know. Two plus two equals four. I like, that. I don't know, math. To me, it's like very clear. Like the more creative side, English, like it always always bothered me. There's so much, you know, up for interpretation. Um, art, I'm not art. I don't think of myself as artistic, but I, I do think that I have things specifically within like Malibu Milk and like the food world because of my background. I went to culinary school. I worked at a three Michelin star restaurant in New York City. I worked at the Food Network. So I, I gained skills, and this is would be my advice to anybody who has a dream. Like, you don't need to be creative necessarily, but you need to have the proper skill set so that you can recognize creativity, and you can recognize, you know, good from bad or excellent from mediocre. And so I, you know, I, I honed in on my palate and I, I do have a good palate and I was able to recognize number one, a gap in the marketplace within plant-based milk. Number two, a good tasting product when I was creating it. And then I was able to work with a graphic designer who is creative and I had a really clear vision. And I I knew I wanted Malibu milk. I wanted a palm tree because it embodies like the Malibu lifestyle. And I wanted to call it Malibu milk because I love the alliteration and I love that Malibu is very much about healthy living. And I think most people know what Malibu is and like they have this curiosity around it. So I had like clarity around all of that. And then, you know, you, you know what you're good at, you know what you're not. Like, I'm not going to sit and draw a label, but I hired somebody to do that. And I was able to work with her and go back and forth and recognize when we got something that was exciting. Which I love. But so the thing is, because I never saw myself as a creative person. I'm dyslexic, so I was a really good at, at sports. I yeah. went to college, I played two sports, but I never thought it was myself. As what did you play? Field hockey and lacrosse. Wow. Yeah, so- the thing that's so crazy to me though, is that you are creative in just a different way. Cause I thought the same thing, like, Oh, I can't draw. So I'm not creative. Right. Right. But, that's how we're trained to think. If you can't draw, you're not creative. Full right. stop. But, but the thing that's so crazy is you created a business out of your mind. That's creative. That is creative yeah. in itself. Storytelling yeah. is what I'm creative at. Like and I know how to tell creative story. thing. Yes. What's and more creative so- than storytelling? Isn't it crazy? But when my kids were little, I used to, and I, this is still when I did not think I was creative. I used to literally have these, these series in my, and I can't believe I never wrote it down and made children's books about it, but I literally would tell them these crazy stories. And they would, I would, they would sit with these big meatball eyes. Mommy, tell us more, tell uh, And people would say to me, where did you hear that story? And I'm like, oh, I just made it up. And they're like, you just made it up. You're so creative. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not creative at all. I love it. It, it was You should write I, children's books. Well, I mean, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't write those down. I think one of my kids got that story to like that, that creative part. I'm of, like, sure the kids. you've still got them in you. You should, you should write children's books. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's the books that these children like, because now I'm reading yes. children's books every night to my son, but clearly you've got a knack for it but isn't that I funny? But so, no, I love it. I, you know, actually, well, let's see, like, right. It could totally yeah. happen. But so that's the thing I love. And that's what I want my listeners to think. Sometimes we tell ourselves a narrative that's not true because it's just, and it, I never like what didn't put myself down. It just was like, no, I'm not creative. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. But like creating a business, like doing what I'm doing when I started this podcast, it was a passion project. And then all of a sudden right. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really good at interviewing people. And I love this. And I have stories to tell and share. And that's that's creative in itself. So I just, I love that. But can you tell people where they can find you? Because I know they're like, okay, where do we find you? And I know you have a code for the listeners as well. I do. Yeah. So, um, Malibu milk.com and it's Malibu milk, milk with a Y M Y L K. Uh, and for your listeners, we're doing, um, Next Stop 20, all one word, doesn't matter if they're capitalized or not. Next Stop 20 for 20% off their first order. Malibu milk will be delivered right to their front door. And we have um, four different flavors of our organic flax milk and we have new, I'll show you, they can't see, but you can. Yeah, they'll be able to say this. Oh, okay. We have new canned coffee and matcha lattes that are um, eight ounces all organic ingredients. These are loaded with seven grams of fiber. They are the number one way to go. Number two. Yes. They (laughs) they work. They are gentle yet effective. Um, and yeah, all of our products are on our website. You're not going to find a better price anywhere than with your code on our website. And it'll ship to you in a couple of days. They're shelf stable until you open them up and then you pop them in the fridge. Um, I can't wait for my kids to try this because this is yeah. always like we do coconut milk because of all the other stuff. But I know that there's, you know, I'm like, it's not everyone loves the coconut milk. And it's also, you know, this is, I'm so excited because I love flax. coconut love, milk is an, isn't a, isn't a bad choice, but if you're looking at, okay, well, where am I going to get the most nutrients You're going to get the most nutrients from an ancient superfood like the flaxseed, you know, that has the fiber and the protein and all of these things. And, And that's the thing, like the things that flax does for the body from... Cholesterol health to skin and hair health to weight loss like the list goes on and on and on. I love it. Oh my gosh, Brittany, I have to tell you because I know you're having a busy day, but I also wanted to say thank you for for joining. And once the baby comes and you're like, I mean, you're you're going to be in the weeds for a while, which is, (laughs) I mean, it's amazing. But also all the stuff that you're juggling, we'll get you on the live show too, and we'll do some fun giveaways so you guys will will hear this again. But we're going to see after you know a couple months bring you back on. But just um, your story is amazing. And I love how you, as you said, you found it, there was an, a need and you put something in and there's so many people that like in my head, because this is my other favorite thing to do is to network and put people in touch with other people. So there's so many people in my brain right now that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell them about this. And I can't wait to put you guys in touch because I know that there's going to be some synergies. So where else can people find you or I, you're in, in different stores yeah, we're um, we're in grocery stores all, all in many cities in the country now. So from Whole Foods in Southern California and New York and the Rocky Mountain region, we're also launching this month in Albertsons in Texas. We're in Central Market in Texas. We are in Mom's Organic in the Mid Atlantic region. We are at PCC in Seattle. We're all over. Um, That's amazing. Oh my we're, god, I we're love adding it. more doors every single day. We added Ralph's. Um, We've been adding Ralphs the last few weeks in Southern California. So, and and if there if somebody wants to get in touch with me directly, um, we're at Malibu Milk on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you send a note there, it will get sent to me. So, um, and, and I'm amazing. always happy yeah. to chat. And you know, especially with aspiring. Uh, business builders. Yes. And also think about this is international women's month, right? So I know it's really, and this, this episode, which they'll hear in, cause it's pre-recorded, but is, is brought to you by, um, a really great charity. And it's, uh, a, a, which I'm like, so excited to start sharing with people about it because we're going to start doing a series. I'm going to have them actually on the live show, March 8th. And, um, And that people will be able to hear a little bit more about this charity, which is Together Women Rise, which is really cool. It's an international charity that helps women and girls business just all different things so this is this episode is brought to you it's the first one and then we're gonna have these guys on so again together with um together women rise you guys will see this in the show notes you'll be able to check uh britney out you'll be able to find her you'll be able to congratulate her when she has her baby so go follow her insta and definitely use the next stop 20 to get and i'm literally that's the first thing i'm gonna do when i jump off of this because i'm so excited to try so again thank you Brittany, so much for joining your next stop Thank you for having me, Juliet. Yes, and keep well. I'll 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 be Instagramming you. Did you have the baby yet? But I won't do it too (laughs) annoying because I know I was late with every single one of mine, like nine days. That's where it's gonna be. I, I just know it. Yep. Yes. So, guys, if you like what you heard, you know what to do: rate, review, and share. And what I want you to do after you listen to this, I want you to send to all your friends. And also, there's a new app called Picked Cherries. Any of your favorite part of this? Uh, podcast, you can actually send a pick cherry to your friends. So definitely check out pick cherries, which is an app, um, that is for podcast sharing, but I want you to send this to three of your friends. Cause you know, you have your friends out there that are also health conscious that have been in like trying to figure out the whole milk substitute things, kids that have allergies. This is the perfect alternative is the flax milk, Malibu milk. So I want you guys also to use that code, but send that code to your friends and let's make this go viral. Let's get this out there. Let's get this story. I mean, how exciting for Brittany to have, you know, more sales as she's having the babies and all that stuff. I love that. Thank you. Yes, of course. All right, guys. So we will see you next, um, this week and next week on your next stop. You know what we do? We have two shows that come out one on Mondays and one on Thursdays. So we'll see you guys next week. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week.